Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Two Hands on the Hurl podcast. I'm your host this week, TJ Mills, and I'm joined by the dynamic duo of Liam O'Neill and Robbie Mansfield. How's things, lads? Not too bad, TJ. Any crap, boy? No, none at all. Did you have a good week or did you have as bad a league, a league as, say, the Super League 6? Um, I've had like a super long week. Like it just dragged on. Like Monday went normal. It was Monday. Tuesday felt like it was a full fucking week. And Wednesday was worse than Tuesday. Thursday felt like Monday. And then Friday just took its time. You know, it's been a super long week. Saturday then, you know, of course it's the weekend that fucking flew past and then here we are today of a Sunday and uh it's already quarter past twelve, so <sighs> Here we are. Real positive, real positive outlook from Liam there. <laughs> He's just reminded me of myself there. I used to dread. It's like, do you know that video? Um, it's Friday and you're just buzzing. And then Sunday around this time you're thinking, oh, fuck, tomorrow's Monday. Like, um, But anyway, we move on. Um, what happened then, sir, yesterday, Liam? Ah, fucking Munster outclassed him, didn't they? Um, I know Leinster played shit enough like, um, now in fairness Munster didn't play their best either Munster's um, defence won the game from like every time Leinster got the ball Munster were up in their face um, I remember looking at a line out uh, one set from Leinster and they had the line out on Munster's 22 and by the time they got the ball out to the backs they were already back past their own halfway line so like that was unbelievable defence from Munster throughout the whole game and um you know, not many chances of tries came for either team, but uh, Munster seemed to just have taken their chances that small bit better. So, uh, fair play to Munster, but uh, neither neither team played overly well. Like, but uh, Munster's defense, I thought, was unbelievable. Could Leinster have taken their eyes slightly off of the ball? Could they say, "Here we have a Heineken Cup, or sorry, a Champions Cup match coming up"? Could that have been playing into it, Munster? Kind of. A- I won't say a free run in, but they have no other concern, only this tournament. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Well, like, it looked like um, you know, Leinster were trying to feed back in a couple of their international players that haven't played in a while. And uh, you could see it. They looked fairly disjointed. And um, But uh, like obviously Leinster's main goal is La Rochelle next, uh, next Sunday. So, um, yeah, more looking forward to that game. But... Um, you know, obviously, if they play like they did yesterday, they're fucked. Yeah. Um, how important would you say, Liam, that win for Munster be? I think that's their first win in Dublin since 2009. Could this really kind of bide Munster now? They can kind of push on from here. Yeah. Um, I suppose so. Like, you know, no matter who you are, beating Leinster gives you a bit of a, a bit of confidence. Like, you know, Leinster and Fairness, they're one of the top dogs in the Northern Hemisphere. So, Obviously, it's going to give you a lot more confidence to go out and play, you know, the other teams that you normally play. So, um, yeah, I think that was Munster's first win against Leinster up in Dublin in about six years or so. I think I said six, six and a half years. So that's, you know, like unbelievable from Leinster. But, um, yeah, I think uh, I think Munster, like they definitely, they have no reason now not to push on. And especially, I think this is, uh, that was Munster's last game before the Lions, uh Squad was announced, so um, Conor Murray uh, definitely got his name in there at least, lads. 
Yeah, no, he had a great game. Uh, talking about great games, did you or what did you think of Connacht's win over Ulster on Friday night, Robbie? Um, I'm honestly, I don't know. To be honest with you, uh, okay. <laughs> but it's fair play to Connacht. I'm a little bit bemused by this whole Rainbow Cup thing. I'll be honest with you. Like, what the hell is it? And like, why? Why did he put in this late tournament after at the end of the season? I don't know. It just kind of seems just a little mad to me. To be honest, I don't know. Is it money making Liam? I haven't a fucking clue. I don't know what teams are in it. Because they were meant. I fucking heard of it. There are meant to be South African teams in it, but obviously they can't. They can't travel over now. Um, yeah, yeah. Because of other circumstances, but I, I just have a feeling it was kind of a tournament that was made up as a revenue stream for all the rugby organisations. Now, if I'm wrong, I hold well, my hands up. But it could have been a lead into. Um, wasn't there massive talks of doing a club World Cup basically in rugby? So it could be kind of a lead into that to see how well it, it can run with, you know, South African teams being Southern Hemisphere and then all kind of top dogs in the Northern Hemisphere as well. Like it could have been a lead into that to see if it can run well and then if it does run well, why not run it? Like? Yeah, I know. I, I think that'd be a brilliant idea, actually. I think a, a bit like soccer, only in rugby it can be done better. Uh, just before we move on, uh, what did you think of Ireland's win over Italy yesterday in the Women's Six Nations, bouncing back after a disappointing display against France last week? Um, I'm going to be honest, I only heard it on the radio because um, I was out at my grandparents' house. It was the granddad's birthday, lads. You know, big A3. So, um, oh, that happy took, birthday. Took, uh, that took preference in my day yesterday rather than uh, watching any rugby, really, to be honest. Yeah, is he another Liam, is he? He's not, no. He, he's, uh, he's more the mother. He's the mother's father. So, you know, he's a different build. But, yeah, you know, still a big man. You know, six foot, six foot two, there, thereabouts. Like, you know, still Would it be at, fair? Would we... Get away with calling you LJ. Would that work, Liam? No, it would not. Be careful. <laughs> has it ever been tried, no? Uh, it has, yeah, and I broke their nose. <laughs> okay. Good thing yeah, we're on a podcast right now. I do, yeah. It's the one, I, I do not like being called junior or that kind of down the line, down those lines. So, um, Would you accept yeah. it from anyone? Would you accept it from your dad? like or no? no, well, it was my cousin that called me junior, and I told him to stop, and then he kept calling me junior, and I broke his nose. So, uh, yeah. There you go. Don't call Liam Jr. There you go, lads. Okay, before we get into a row here, yeah, we finish off with the rugby. (laughs) Um, The Irish ladies, uh, Six Nations side, had a good win over Italy, 25, or sorry, 25-5 yesterday in Dunnybrook. Fair play to the Italians because of coronavirus restrictions. Uh, Italy said they come over, play that game in Ireland, and it was a good win for the Irish side to finish third in Six Nations tournament and have folks on World Cup qualifiers coming up as well. So hopefully they can push on from here. Uh, move on to soccer now. And not a great week if you're one of the top six in the Super League, Robbie. What a fiasco that was. Yeah, it was a total car crash, uh, kind of watching it unfold. Um, but it's an interesting phrase you use there, the top six. You know, I think this is what like Arsenal got a lot of flack for, was like, they're nowhere near the top six at the minute. And yeah, I think the, the whole thing was just kind of, it wasn't really handled greatly. I know I heard that um, they only they only hired the PR team for this last Sunday when they were announcing <laughs> that evening. 
Like he put more effort into, you know, putting up a post on Instagram for this podcast. Like it seems like ridiculous for like a multi-million billion uh, dollar kind of venture that you would just kind of only think about last minute kind of PR, you know? So that's probably where it blew up, blew up in his face. But um, I think the kind of main kind of issue people had with it was that it was kind of, it wasn't like a, a merit system. So say like, you know, if you went out tomorrow, you could start a team and you could grow that team up to, you know, to win your own national uh, league and then in time uh, compete in the Champions League. Whereas with this kind of Super League, it's like a, it's a closed shop uh, and you're just kind of the same team. It's all about kind of money and that sort of thing, you know. So, yeah, a big car crash. Um, and a lot, of these, a lot of these teams have massive debt. So that's probably why they were kind of trying to get this off the ground, you know. So, um, yeah, just real car crash stuff, to be honest. I won't lie to you, Robbie. I was listening to you, but I nearly got a mini heart attack because I thought I forgot to press record. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I was silent there. <laughs> so it well, was a bit of a. You missed that one. <laughs> <laughs> so it was nearly being a bit of a car crash of a podcast. Uh, looking in from um, kind of a rugby perspective, Liam. What a shambles it was. Like, does it just show the disconnect between, say, the owners and fans in soccer compared to the way rugby is run? Yeah, I'm going to be honest, TJ. Like, I heard of it and I was like, oh, fuck that. You know, because it's, it sounds like it is all just about money, like, you know, just for the owners, not even for the, uh, the players that will be playing your games. Because, like, wasn't there talks of even if, um, you know, obviously, if, you took part in it, like, just say Arsenal took part in it, like, they could have home games in, like, uh, Malaysia or wherever, like, so, like, that's, that's all about just filling the stadium and getting a, a shit ton of fucking fans into it and, you know, money, money, money. I think, I thought it was ridiculous and then, um, uh, I think I chatted to, chatted with my housemate about it for about five or ten minutes and I was like, all right, stop, I'm going to bed because I was just forgotten a bit. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, honestly, I, I couldn't give a fuck about it because it sounds like it's all just about money and it's, like there's nothing for the sport there. It's, like it would just be the same fucking teams playing the same league every fucking year in year out. Like obviously, it could have worked if you know, they brought in a promotion relegation of like you know if you you have to finish in maybe like the top half of the league to stay to stay up in it, and then like the bottom half of the league will get relegated, and then you'll bring up say the top the, the teams that won out their you know domestic cup to go up and play in it then or something like that you know it could have worked then but uh, you know money 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 yeah no that's very true uh, before we move on I have to ask you Robbie the special ones not the special one anymore in Spurs uh, what do you think of Jose Mourinho getting the sack yeah, like it's kind of an inevitable cycle that happens with Mourinho. Like he kind of, he goes to a place and he's kind of, you know, the Messiah for a while. And then he starts giving out about the players and then there's kind of, you know, just kind of training ground kind of stuff going on. And, you know, he he's a real kind of character of the game. And I actually really, really like him and admire him. But, um, you know, he'll, he'll only do in a club for a certain amount of time. Um, he'd only like a couple of years, he has a couple of good years in him and then the whole situation just kind of turns toxic. Uh, so yeah, I think I listened to some chat about him on the radio yesterday and we're kind of saying maybe international football might be a good kind of uh, place for him to go. Um, 
he's kind of managed kind of everyone in England that he's going to manage. Like he's probably not going to go to Liverpool or City or like that. So um, maybe back to Italy. Uh, but, you know, if it doesn't work out with Stephen Kenny and we, we don't want to kind of uh, start playing total football in Ireland, maybe just <laughs> accept who we are and sign Mourinho there and uh, we'll just park the bus against every team and, you know, do the kind of uh, the Jack Charlton sort of style winning games, just accept who we are, embrace who we are as, as a football nation. But um, I think he's a great personality and I've always kind of really uh, admired his kind of antics, but um, he's not like a top, top. He's not the special one anymore he was for a while but he's not anymore yeah I know he's actually meant to be a gentleman listening to Mario Rosenstock he was asked to go over speak to the Chelsea team it was back I say around the mid-2000s and listening to what Mario Rosenstock said he's he was meant to be a character as well like he was able to take slagging up and so maybe maybe it could be a scoop but I just don't think the FAI would have the funds there at the moment to even look. Maybe not, that, not so. a bigger trouble. <laughs> Can I just say on the Super League as well, it's great that the way that uh, football fans uh, were able to unite and come together. And, you know, it was kind of a real kind of feeling of like the people versus the the global kind of uh, billionaires and stuff like that. But now after it's all said and done, they can just go back to hating each other for their, the rest of their lives now. So. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 kind of was strange seeing Gary Neville and Carragher on the same side there. So, uh, yeah, I know. I say it's uh, it's the short-lived um, ceasefire there. Um, we're going to move on. I actually changed schedules there slightly, but it's the same topics there. And a question I saw um, during the week: There's a, a porter over in Italy, and he skived off work for 15 years. And he got away with it. But in the process, he claimed over 538,000. I think that's the figure. uh, 538,000 in wages. What a legend, number one. But the question I have for you, lads, did you ever think of skiving off work or what excuse would you use? Or did you ever kind of ever think of a situation like that porter over in Italy? I go to you, Lee. <sighs> Have to come to me. Uh, <laughs> I, I, like, fair fucks to him, lads. You know, I'd never be able to uh, skive off for 15 years, but um, maybe 15 minutes, you know, uh, go sit in the toilet, you know, scroll through <laughs> your phone or whatever. But uh, <laughs> We all got the snaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, fucking hell, lads. You know, me coming I'm from the countryside, I've always had it in me, you know, you fuck it, you're down to work, you go in and work, like. Yeah. Um, you know, there's days where obviously I've been late because you know, it could be coming from you know, a rugby game or a racquetball game and that kind of stuff. But you'll have it organised, you know, that uh, you'll be coming in a bit late, you know, the manager doesn't mind. Someone's able to cover you for that extra half hour or hour or so, you know. Robbie is actually the king at this, you know, coming in that half hour late. What? <laughs> <laughs> no way, pal. I'm there. Yes, I'm there. Exa- I'm there. Like clocking in exactly on time, <laughs> not one minute before. I will yeah, definitely yeah, not clock yeah, in. Like, know, like yeah, when when you're on time, you're on time. You know, you're like we could tell because like yeah, you you'd clock in exactly at two o'clock. You'd walk in the door of the gym at two minutes past two. You know, it's <laughs> like we knew we knew when you're going to be on time. But uh, yeah, there's 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 a lot of times there. You know, where I get that cheeky message like, oh, Limo, do you mind? Uh, Sticking around for an extra 15, 20 minutes there, you know? Yeah, well, like, that stuff is kind of 90% of the time beyond my control. 
you know <laughs> <laughs> like i'm just that's me like having to you know put out a fire somewhere else that's like that i didn't start if you know what i mean or i had to mine someone or i had to like you know maybe uh someone's going to work and i had to kind of figure out mining kids and just the extra 10 minutes i need jesus christ liam but uh, yeah, yeah. while we're while, while we're outing each other here uh, for this sort of behavior, um, when Lee, I, I'm actually glad uh, Liam brought up the toilet situation uh, because I would say from working with Liam that he is definitely clocked up close to 15 years in <laughs> toilet in toilet breaks. Like, yeah, probably at least at least two or three a shift. I would say. I would imagine he goes for uh, oh, easily. Yeah, like. Every time I eat, you know, I just kind of goes through me and yeah, you have to blow the tile over. Like, so, I, was um, gonna yeah. say, I was going to say, is that why you look so flushed? Yeah. Why TJ, huh? TJ so, getting, in those, getting in those dad jokes already, huh? <laughs> getting in the puns, baby. <laughs> oh, um, did, you, did you ever have a... Now, not going to try and get anyone in trouble here. I was trying to keep it away on like Gleam there, but I <laughs> know I'm joking. <laughs> Um, did you ever have a situation where you actually felt like phoning in work or anything like that? Or did you ever hear of anyone that came up with just outlandish excuses for not turning up to work? Yes. <laughs> Go, Robbie. I'm not sure if you uh, worked with this particular person, but this person uh, in the gym uh, got in a car crash twice in one week. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> supposedly got in a car crash and then wasn't able to come for come to work for a long time and then eventually just never came back to work. Uh, so that's probably the one that kind of sticks out kind of most in my mind. I think maybe yeah. once I pulled a sticky, I pretended to be sick. Um, but I think Liam knows well, I haven't worked in the gym, that like sometimes you'd be going in to work on a Saturday afternoon. That is the worst shift in the gym, a Saturday oh, afternoon. Graveyard. And like the sun, like it's it's a nice day, the sun absolutely blazing and you're walking into this place and you're like, oh, just please, like would this place just burn down or something? I just hate it being here. <laughs> that's what that's the way you'd feel. But yeah, I have I have gone in much as yeah. I would like to not have gone in. But uh, yeah, I think maybe once I've kind of call, I called in, um, not to the gym, somewhere else, but <laughs> uh, I called in and just kind of was kind of coughing, you know, pretending I was sick on the phone and it worked. But uh I felt dirty afterwards, I have to admit. Actually, it, it just when you said that, it reminds me I was working in a call center a few years ago. Honestly, the worst job I was ever in in my life. It was just pure torture. But um, I was off of a Friday. So I was asked to do a morning show on radio here in Kilkenny. So I went up, done it. I had the day off. Everything was perfect. So the following Friday, I was genuinely sick honestly genuinely sick had phone in work everything but a person I was working with used to listen to the radio station I was on and they text me and said I thought you were sick I said I am I I've gone to the doctor and everything he says I can hear you on the radio you're going to get into trouble for it so I've turned on the radio here weren't they repeating the program I'd done the previous Friday <laughs> the day I was sick and yeah, I actually did have to explain. I did have to explain. But uh, yeah, I know. Um, going back to the car crash, I couldn't afford to do that. Did you, um, did you get paid for them repeating your show at least? On, <laughs> I won't you know, lie way, to you. In were, a way, you were at work. 
they were very like even when I was in work, I didn't get sick pay because it was on a temporary contract. Um, but radio, I very seldom, honestly, I used it as a hobby and I maybe I'm an idiot, but I don't think you should be paid for a hobby. Now, I did get expenses a couple of times where I had to travel and I make that clear. And I did get paid for a couple of shows I done. But personally, I don't like your hobby becoming a job. Um, so did you never hear that uh, that saying if you're good at something never do it for free yeah but hence why I never got paid Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I love I, <laughs> I appreciate the compliment Liam I really do but uh, no that's the reason why um, you always try and do things professionally or I always strive to do that but I think there's added pressure there and I just I don't now in saying that I'm doing bits on radio again and it's great there's a great buzz and all of that but i rather my job being my job and my hobby being my hobby but anyway we're after being i dragged it off track there sorry about that lads um so yeah i know that's the gas one two car crashes in a week I, I i didn't think anyone could be that unlucky but before we get dragged down i think we're moving on to one of the most favorite segments of the podcast getting great interaction on uh, Instagram and thanks a million for all the work there, Robbie, you're a trooper there. It's bad dad jokes and a bit of a grievance. I was done out from last uh, two weeks ago and I think I tied last week with yourself, Robbie. So I'm out for vengeance this week, but I start off with Liam for the first bad dad joke. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Straight into it. Right. Uh, delayed to say I finally got a new job installing mirrors. It's not unfancy, but it, it was always something I could see myself doing. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I like that. I like that. Fair play, Lee. Uh, go Let's to see. you, Robbie. What do you call a white girl having a seizure? A vanilla shake. <laughs> 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 Later, Rob. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm in trouble again. <laughs> uh, what do a tick and Eiffel Tower have in common? They're both parasites. I like that one. That's a kind of, I you see. have to see that one for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, there's a, like a small bit of thought with that one. All right. Not by me, not by me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just to the two idiots that you said it to. Um, <laughs> sorry, Rob. Right. Uh, are we are we doing winners here on this or are we? Uh... I say Instagram would be my view. What do you think, Robbie? I'd say Instagram, yeah. Yeah, we go for the Insta, yeah. Sweet, sweet. I'm, t- I'm totally out to win this week, so I'm going to be pulling all sorts of tricks. I'm going to be influencing. How many influencing people to vote for me? I heard, were, I heard they were voting twice and everything. I didn't even see the last poll. I couldn't even I vote for twice myself, and we did jokes. <laughs> yeah, I, I voted twice I voted we did horrible twice. jokes. I voted twice that they were all bad. Uh, now I, I, like, I listened to Jack's first, his first joke, his 18 plus joke. I was like, oh, come on, man. You can do better than that. And then his second round was quite decent. I can't remember what it was, but it was really good. But, uh, yeah, no, he, I, I, his first job was like, yeah, yeah, that was, that was the job. That was <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, uh, Jack. It was funny, Jack. Just say that. <laughs> no, no, it, it wasn't, Jack. I'm going to be honest, it wasn't. 
All right, uh, round two, boys. Uh, my friend was bragging that his new 3D printer could print a gun. Uh, big deal. I, uh, I've had a Canon printer for years. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one's good. Yeah, that was deadly, actually. <laughs> uh, go back over to you, Robbie. Okay, uh, what does a cannibal call a pregnant woman? Two course meal. <laughs> I was thinking it, but I didn't want to say it. Uh, <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> oh, okay. You're in trouble. You're in trouble, TJ. I know. I know. Uh, why do seagulls fly over the ocean? Because if they flew over the bay, we call them bagels. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like a good I bagel. Like it. <laughs> All right, boys, round three. Um, I was I was torn between two jokes here, but I'm going to go with with this one. I think they're both kind of bad. So, um, all right, I don't mean to brag, but, you know, cashiers are always checking me out. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Good. Okay, this is my last one. It's kind of uh, a bit tamer than the other two. Um, nice. Thank so, <laughs> uh, Lance isn't a common name these days, but in medieval time, people were called Lance a lot. <laughs> I like that one, that was a good one. Yeah, lovely. Uh, uh, I was nearly going to go over to Liam again. Sorry, uh, what kind of car does an egg drive? A Yolks wagon, <laughs> IT. I think um, each each week, like yeah, we're we're laughing more, but the jokes are getting worse and worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah getting worse. <laughs> we've got we've taken all the good jokes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I was thinking that myself, but it's we go with listener demands, and I think that's the most important thing. Uh, throw it out there. We'll yeah. throw it out there, but we won't have the option that we're crap. So <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, we can get a winner this time. Uh, we move on, lads. We're coming up to the break there. There's about 10 minutes or less than 10 minutes left. So the next topic I actually have to say I robbed. Um, so I'm not going to say who I robbed it off, but um, your f- nightclub stories, your most favorite nightclub and most funny and embarrassing stories. I wasn't sure if we'd done something like this before. Um, so apologies if we did. But uh, I go to you, Liam, first. Uh, your favorite nightclub and any funny or embarrassing stories? Oh man, you know favorite nightclub. I don't know. It's hard to pick. Yeah, you know, I'm living Kilkenny, and obviously, you know, every pub is nearly a nightclub as well. Like yeah, you, know, you have Rogan's, Langton's, Left Bank. You know, you have Morrison's there as well. Oh, oh Morrison's. Jesus. Um, first off. I hate Langton's. I hate the nightclub there. Yo, the, the dance floor is like a fucking war zone. Um, I quite like uh, Left Bank because, you know, there's like, obviously they have the dance floor up above, but there's still a bit of space, you know, you can throw a few shapes. So, um, yeah, going to go at Left Bank as uh, probably the favourite. But um, in terms of, what was it, your kind of a, a dodgy story you have or what? Yeah, funny or dodgy story. Mm. I don't know. Ten minutes, Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> all believe it or not, all the stories of me and Left Bank, I am very, very drunk. 
So, um, but I remember <laughs> them. Is, yeah, remembering them is uh, is quite tough. Actually, so, the um, last couple of times I was with you, you were quite sober. So maybe I was a bad influence. Yeah, you know, I have to be careful around you, TJ. You know. <laughs> Can I just say something before you move on? Because you're talking about drunk theme. Yeah. <laughs> you've got you've gone out a good few times and not drunk, not been drinking. Yeah. And I have to say, you're definitely <laughs> the most crack sober person on a night out ever. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. It means a lot. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You're right. Yeah, like, yeah. You wouldn't even notice half the time. I, yeah, I have that thing. Is like, yo, we're out. We're out. Everyone's out drinking. Like, if I'm drinking a lot, it, it doesn't matter. Like, everyone's out drinking. They're going to have a good time. They're going to make a fucking fool of themselves. You know, like, I'm going to bump into umpteen drunk people. So, and they're all going to ask me, is like, oh, do you want to drink? Do you want to drink? You know, and the handiest thing I can say is, oh, no, just not now. So, like, just act. I'm going to act like myself anyway and just you know, have to crack. You know, there's no point in holding back because every, everyone is out and they think, you know, everyone else is drinking as well. So, and I think you'll actually get nearly more ridicule saying you're not drinking then you are drinking but um yeah there's been some very wild nights i went out with one lad one night and uh he handed me a pint glass of hennessy and a can of red bull and the can of red bull was unopened and the pint glass was full and you know this just sets the scene lads it was unbelievable it was a great night but um i'm gonna have to go for another night out right um now I was out in my house, mate, and he was chatting to this to this woman, and Arthur was going great. And um, I, I've probably told you all this story before, you know. This is just bringing up my wingman skills. But um, yeah, Arthur was going great, and then she had a friend there that wouldn't leave her alone, wouldn't let uh, her and my friend get together. And there's no other way of describing them other than say the gay best friend. So my house went to the bar. And I went up to him and I was like, look, man, if you really want it, I'll take him off the cards for you. I'll take him out of the way. Now, I'm not gay, Adam, but like, yeah, a few drinks in me, I will be your best wingman ever. Just remember this, lad. <laughs> you're, you're fairly set, Robbie. You know, you're in a, in a long-term relationship. So, TJ, you know, if you ever need it, I'm here for you. I appreciate so, um, it, Liam. I came so close to shifting that lad that night. All, <laughs> all from my housemate. All from my housemate, just to walk away from your one on the dance floor and go off to another pub. Prick. Prick. I yeah. And to this day, I haven't let him. I haven't let him live it down. So uh, yeah, I You're think a fucking was, hero, man. You're a hero. That's probably, some yeah, commitment. Was, you know, just commitment to the wingman, lads. You know, I'm like a, I'm Hitch. Did you ever see that Will Smith movie? No. Uh, mm-hmm. he's a matchmaker, right? Yeah, the love doctor, basically. That's, that's me. The love man. doctor. That's, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Dr. McDreamy, we'll see you now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's like, yo, obviously I'm after explaining that story in about five minutes, but uh, God, that happened throughout the course of a the night. There's about two hours there of me chatting up your man and then you're ready to, ready to shift him. And then yo, I see the housemate walking out, you know. Uh, I'm like, name and shame, Sean Flynn. You're a prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so um yeah that was in fairness it's made for a great story you know but um i'm kind of holding back over the podcast because you know everyone will see what i'm like so uh i've kept it kind of pg but there you go left bank and uh that famous night out 
Fair play to you. Any, any stories you have, Robbie, your favourite nightclub and any funny or embarrassing stories? Uh, listen, man, I'm 34, so I don't have a favorite nightclub. I have a favorite uh, pair of slippers. Uh, you know, like <laughs> when you get to my age, like all nightclubs are the same. Like literally, like what is the advantage of one nightclub over another? Or you know, they're all the same. You're just gonna end up like uh, sweating on the dance floor, uh, throwing some shapes, or you're gonna end up in the smoking area, even though you don't smoke, because that's where the absolute crack is happening. Um, True. there's one kind of story that kind of jumps to mind is I went over to uh, Barcelona for a stag and we kind of it was like the first night we kind of got there so we weren't going out out we were just going out if you get me uh, and um, one of the guys he was from Barcelona he was over there and uh, he was kind of taking us out but we were over there and it was kind of a, a good few kind of Welsh guys there as well and one of them was kind of wearing a pair of flip-flops so we couldn't go anywhere that was kind of uh, too nice shall we say <laughs> so we went to probably um, the worst what, well what we, the cops told us uh, the next day was probably the worst place to go uh, so <laughs> and we were kind of trying to get into places and a few of the guys were kind of uh, fairly well on uh, by this uh, stage and one of the guys who's kind of really small guy probably the smallest of the, of the group of us and uh he was trying to get into a place and the bouncer was like in Spanish was like, yeah, you can't come in. And uh, the guy from Barcelona was translating. And um, then he just absolutely fucking lost it. And he was shouting at like a group of bouncers, I'll fucking do you. I'll fucking do you. And we were like, just chill, man. Just fucking chill. We're all going to get a hiding here. So, uh, and that night basically ended with us losing a guy and having to uh, search for him the next day. So yeah, that was probably the, probably the maddest night out I've ever been on to be honest with you. And they turned that into a film, Robbie, was it? Because it sounds like yeah. a hangover. <laughs> it was ex- essentially like that. It was the hangover. It was like, there was a whole lot of other shit happened that uh, I can't go into on here. But that kind of, uh, just your man kind of uh, starting a fight with the bouncer and then us losing the guy. Uh, you know, they're probably the, the low lights or the highlights uh, for the story, to be honest. I know. Uh, I'm thinking my stories are fairly tame now compared to Lynn <laughs> and yours, Robbie. So, um, yeah, my, I won't lie to you. My most favorite nightclub is in Limerick. Um, it's not in Kilkenny. It's all. It's called Icon in Limerick, and it's just there's three nightclubs in one. And yeah, I know it's just terrific. Like, um, definitely after the lockdown and nightclubs open, I definitely head down there again. And embarrassing stories. I have one funny one and one kind of scary one because I feared for my life after the second one. Uh, the first one is an old nightclub used to be in Kilkenny called Nero's. And, you know, down at Kittler's Inn, uh, there used to be a nightclub years ago uh, called Nero's. And we had our leave and search results night there. Um, so myself and a friend, he's actually a guard now in um, Kildare started chanting to these two girls outside the nightclub and we convinced them that he was on trial with Liverpool and I was a coach in Liverpool. Um, so this was going on for about 20 minutes and yeah, got the job done until they text us the next day looking for tickets for a match. And so <laughs> our lie was kind of up after that. Um, the scary one, I'm just watching the time there, so I keep it short, was actually in Langton's. Um, it was a deadly night. It was a Christmas party with Mocker a few years ago. And this woman called me over. Um, so she was sitting down in the seats just across from the bar. So I went over to her 
And before I could even say hello or anything, just started shifting the face off me. So I was saying here, this is deadly, like um, no work had to be done, anything. So result until she told me after that her she's just waiting on her boyfriend to come back. Now, that's fair enough. I would have explained her boyfriend was about six foot seven. He was about, I say, at least about 21, 22 stone. And I absolutely fucking legged it. I mean, <laughs> so I really feared for me life. Like I was kind of now I didn't leave the nightclub, but I absolutely booted it out of there. Now, I forgot about it because I had a good few drinks in after and I walked up past him again and then it hit me and I could see he was actually nearly as tall sitting down as I mean, oh, it, was, <laughs> it was it was. It was like fee fi fo fum like you just jack and beanstalk type thing, but uh yeah, that's the embarrassing, scary, uh change nappy story. But um anyway, that's where we leave it for this part. Um spoke crack lad and lads, and we come back after the break with Eileen's rant of the week, and of course we have picks of the week and the highball as well. Talk to you in a few minutes, Good. lads. Chat in a bit. Talk Chat to you in a bit. bit. Good luck. Welcome back to the Two Hands Under Hurl podcast. I'm your host, TJ Mills, and I'm joined by Robbie and Neem. If you want to contact us here on the Two Hands Under Hurl podcast, you can do so on Instagram and Facebook. Or email, email us even at twohandsunderhurlpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, did you have a good break, lads? Because I did. But first thing I want to say is don't email us because I sent some out email here the last day and you said you don't monitor, monitor it. So, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, just just call you out there, you know, let's contact us, contact us through Facebook or Instagram mainly. Yeah. And then if you're very, or very, we can call Liam on 085. <laughs> 087, actually. <laughs> I wasn't giving out your real number, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to be sophisticated, like just try and bring the podcast a bit of class. But thanks I for the yeah, I was going to say thanks for bringing us back to reality. Actually, we have people want to post us a letter. Like we should have a uh, we should have an air code maybe for people to post letters to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your air code there, Robbie? Uh, I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Side of the road, Ireland. Um, Stony, just shop her into Stony. There, be grand. Just Stony, yeah. You need just an air code. No, no, no. You, yeah, you you get this post to Ireland, and our postman will do the rest. Yep, they know where so. they know where our house is. They know what you did last summer. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, things were going too smoothly on the podcast, lads. I just don't think it's good enough. So we have to bring down the tempo a bit with Liam's rant of the week. And um, so I'm hoping you're a bit pissed off to have a good rant. Anyway, Liam. Um, I think I'm more tired than pissed off, but um, what I'm going to go with, I'm actually pulling this a bit from your from Robbie's rant last week, uh, which was drivers and not using their indicators. And then like you, know, you brought into roundabouts and everything. What I'm giving out about is the slow fuckers. Now, not even the slow lads, but the super slow lads. You know those ones that like, you're... The, the speed limit could be 100 kilometers an hour on the main road and they'd be there doing 60. Yeah. yeah. And like, 
there's no you can't overtake him because you know it's a it's a white line or whatever. But like, oh fuck me, lads, that is so bad. And then it's even worse when you put them onto the back roads because they'll go from doing sixty in a hundred area to doing forty in an eighty area. Oh, lads, grinds my gears. Do you know um, that? Do you know the yeah, funny thing about it, Liam? Sorry for butting in. The ones that do the 60 kilometers an hour in an 80 or 100 are the same ones that do 60 kilometers an hour through a 50 kilometer an hour speed limit. So they yeah, actually the don't down, slow down like at all. Exactly. <laughs> do you know what I hate as well, actually? Right. You know, when you're, you're actually doing the speed limit or maybe a little bit under it, right? But you're behind someone and they see, the, see a speed van. And they slam on the brakes when they're yeah. already under the speed limit. It's like you fucking <laughs> I nearly went through the back of you. Oh, stupidity. Like, you wonder how some people got their license. It's like, you know, uh, back in the day, they got out the fucking box, but back with, off the back of a cereal box, like, or something. Like, so. Well, would you believe <laughs> now, would you believe, and I, if you already know, I apologize. Did you know that the government back was it in the 60s? Handed out driving licenses. Oh, for fucking half not, and, and you had everything on it. You had like you know your, you had the car, the bike, trailer, an Arctic. You know you had absolutely everything on it. Yeah, that's why you know you get to today, and it's like that's. But one, I'm not turning this into my rant because your rant, Liam. I make that perfectly clear. But isn't it gas that at sixteen you can get a license for a moped? And a tractor. Uh, 17, you can get a license for a car. But if you pass your test in a car, you still have to reapply to get a, a provisional license for a motorbike. So you have to go the entire route again, theory test, then get lessons. Before. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing that now. So I'm trying to get a motorbike license, but I actually can't get one at the moment because... <clears throat> I have my car license and I have a car, obviously. So it's not seen as an essential thing to get a motorbike license. Whereas if I got the motorbike license, I'd save so much more on diesel. Yeah. You know, I know I'm, I'm the same. I was actually thinking about getting a motorbike license myself. And like you were saying, I was looking it up and I just said it's not worth the hassle at the moment. Uh, do you have anything to say, Robbie? Sorry, we're after. I'm after butting in on Liam's ranter, but I just thought it was a brilliant one, actually, Liam. Fair play. No, yeah. Um, what I really hate about the kind of driving the slow thing, obviously, what Liam said is uh, annoying as well. But you ever get those people that they they just pull out in front of you, like <laughs> oh, like Bobby, like and then then they go slow. Yeah, yeah. So they it's pull like out they slow pull out in front of you because they're in a hurry, and then next thing you know, they drop your speed by twenty kilometers an hour. It's like, yeah, it's like, just let me go, pal. Let me go. (laughs) And just on the motorbike thing, uh, I think you definitely need, like, you need to a whole lot of different training for a motorbike. Um, Yeah, just in terms of the safety, because uh, I'm not trying to put yourself getting a bike ratting, but um, you know, you're extremely vulnerable on a bike, and you know, the slightest, you know, poor timed ill decision and. You know, it's good night, Irene, you know, so I would be definitely be in favor of, you know, like making the license uh, for uh, a motorbike to be like completely like different or have to go through a lot of training for it, you know, because it's, you know, yeah, in a Dude, car, you like, have a bit of safety. 
Yeah, the only thing I don't like is that like I'm going to have to go back and do my theory test again. Like I'm 100. I'm not against like doing lessons and everything for the bike. Um, like I, I even I have I've got like the padded jacket and all already. Like I'm not I'm not against that. But like I've already went through uh, my theory test. I went through you know getting the car and everything. You know, so I I know the rules of the road. Like I don't understand why I have to go back and do them all again. Yeah, so that's right. what what like why. Because I already have my full license for the, what the last four years now. Like, I I you know. agree completely with Jaleem. I mean, I understand what Robbie's saying. I had a cousin that got killed off a motorbike years ago, and I know the implications can have one slip up and your life is ended. Like, but I agree with what Liam's saying there. Having to repeat, and it is the same theory test. I mean, yeah. if it was different or something, you'd say that's fair enough. But it's actually the same theory test you do because the same theory test that a 16 year old does to get a moped license as the and I mean, there are different theory tests out there. If you go up the license, say the the lorry license or even the bus license, you have to because they're different safety checks. But I mean, to do the same theory test again, just smells of uh, just added money. Being honest, it's just more revenue coming in. But I agree with what Robbie said there. Yeah, you need definitely specific safety training. And um, I agree, but yeah, having to repeat the same thing over again is just annoying. Like, yes, yeah, fair yes. point. I think like they should probably have a different theory. I didn't know it was the same one. So they probably should have a different one for, for bikes if, for it to make sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's today's rant done, boys, because uh, yeah, that's actually after waking me up a bit, you know, I, I was feeling very kind of <laughs> tired and lethargic up till now, but now I'm like, you know, give me that fucking high ball and hop off it. <laughs> you got his blood going there now. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm kind of scared now because he's all warmed up and I don't want him to cool down because we're going <laughs> to our picks of the week before the high ball. Um, so just to keep you awake and alert there, Liam, before you have to... Do another warm up. Uh, do you have any picks for this week? Oh, um, I'm just after popping onto uh, Netflix here now. But um, what I have kind of been going through on Spotify has been um, uh, just kind of rock playlists. So, like, I've went back to I think 2014, and I've listened to uh, the best of rock. 2014, then I've listened through 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018. I'm on 2019 now. And lads, you know, it's just like, I love all these songs, you know. So um, I definitely like, because like, like I didn't know you could do it was, you know, type in the best of, and it'll bring you up the best of that genre, and you can just bop away to that. So um, my pick of the week would definitely be, um, you know, go on to uh, Spotify, type in the best of, and whatever your genre, your favorite genre is, and just you know, press play. But um, yeah, on Netflix here now, I'm not sure if I've said this already, but um, there is this new movie, uh, I think it came out about two or three weeks ago, and um, it looks absolutely fucking terrifying. You know, it's um, this girl, uh, she's in a wheelchair, and her mother is looking after her, but um, you know as the movie goes on, the girl kind of realizes that it's the mother is kind of uh, holding her back and is very sinister and all that kind of thing, you know? So it looks like a great movie, but it looks absolutely fucking freaky and terrifying. It's called run. 
But um, lads, um, I think that's going to be um, my watch. Not tonight, but um, maybe midday today. You know, maybe once we're done this. <laughs> yeah. I'll have plenty yeah, of time to watch mean? something else, you know, uh, settle the mood, you know, calm down the heart rate, that kind of thing. But uh, that's definitely on my watch list now. Just to freak Liam out there, Robbie, do you have any good ghost stories there? Uh, uh, I wouldn't be able to <laughs> tell Liam now because uh, he wouldn't. He definitely wouldn't go to bed and he needs a good night's sleep for tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> uh, go to you, Robbie, and your picks of the week. Yeah, I'm just on uh, Disney, and um, if you have that platform, there's some good uh, good movies on there. Um, so I've got three movies for you. So first one is Enemy of the State. Uh, it's an absolutely brilliant movie uh, with uh, Gene Hackman and Will Smith. And I think like it's Will Smith, he kind of gets wrongly accused of a crime, and then basically the government are chasing him. And if you ever want to uh, freak yourself out that the government is watching you at all times or could locate you from whenever, um, like this movie was made like um, probably 20 years ago at this point. So they're probably way more advanced now. But um, yeah, Enemy of the State, it's a brilliant movie. Uh, Actually, 1998 was made. So yeah, Um, definitely they're way more advanced now. And um, also another one with Gene Hackman is uh, Crimson Tide uh, with with her boy um, Denzel. 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 (laughs) You know, you just say Denzel and, you know, everyone's on board, really. So uh, that's a quality movie. Um, and Gene Hackman is a brilliant actor, uh, quite underrated. And another one kind of more on, on the, along the lines of sci-fi is uh, Prometheus, uh, which is like a prequel to the Alien. Uh, it was four films, a quadrilogy in the end. So, yeah, it's um, Michael Fassbender in it. And it's kind of really kind of subtly... Um, it doesn't really kind of give, you know, the whole thing about the aliens away uh, straight away, but they're obviously going to space and stuff like that. So there's aliens involved, you know that. But um, yeah, it's a brilliant movie and it's up, definitely up there with the kind of uh, alien and aliens, uh, the kind of first two in that in that series. So brilliant movie. Cool. Uh, when you meant to, mentioned Denzel there, I thought you were on a very pump it up song, but uh, um, it was a classic a few years ago. Or am I showing my age here? Um, yeah, a bit there. <laughs> <laughs> it was only mid two thousands, like wasn't it? But anyway, uh, before I start off slagging for being old uh, from Liam, I move on. Uh, my picks this week. Um, there are two programs. I won't lie to you. I'm not sure the platforms they're on. I think uh, one of them is on Netflix and others on Disney Plus. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm watching them. I won't lie to you. Not fully legally, but. Um, the first one, <laughs> the first one's um, a show from the mid to mid to late two thousands is Light Me with Tim Roth and Kelly Williams in it. It's I just addicted to it. It's only three seasons in it. it used to be on RT two years ago, and anyone that doesn't know it is um, Tim Roth is. I'm trying to think of the proper term for it. He's, um, I won't say parapsychologist, but what he does is he reads expressions. He's able to tell if you're lying, hence the name Lie to Me. And Kelly Williams, that's in it. She's actually my biggest crush ever, other than Jennifer Lopez. But they'd be, they'd be <laughs> close enough now. Uh, she's a psychologist in it. And it's just the storyline about it is just terrific. And um, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. Now, the second one is a kind of a full family 
uh, thing that could be watched. And there are two brilliant magicians, I was going to say musicians, um, is Penn and Teller's Fool Us. Um, Now, I think that's on Netflix. I'm not 100% sure, but it's um, magicians go and try and fool them. So if you're into magic at all, it's definitely worth checking out that. There are seven seasons of it. And um, the girl out of, do you know, Jim married an American pie, Alison Halligan's the host, along with Jonathan Ross in the first couple of seasons. So uh, they're my picks this week, but definitely check out Lie to Me. I just think it's a brilliant um, show. If you're ready, lads, we move on to the high ball. If Liam's still awake, there and alert. Yeah, give all that I'm up. The high ball. Uh-huh. Oh. So this week's high ball, I have to lie, I didn't know I was hosting this week, so I never had a chance to uh, think for high ball. So fair play to Robbie for coming up with this one. Uh, if you had a chance to be on any reality TV show, which one would it be and why? I go to you firstly. Fuck, I forgot. I had forgot what the high ball was, even though we said it like five minutes ago. I got one, I got one. I'll let Liam think. Right, let Robbie go. Go to Robbie Uh, there. Well, like, to be honest, I wouldn't mind giving one of them singing shows a go, but like, I don't really probably have the best voice. Uh, So, what I'm going to settle for is uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's called, it's like it was on Channel 4, uh, Bear Grylls Survivor, where it's basically they get like a group of people. Um, I think like sometimes they do like a boy's island and a girl's island and they kind of meet up or they did one where it was like older people, like over, over 40s versus an under 40 island. And basically they kind of leave them on this tropical island with maybe, I don't know, like a knife and like very, very limited sort of uh, tools. And they basically have to make their own shelter. They have to catch their own food and they have to boil their own water to drink and all this sort of stuff. So it's quite a, a kind of a hardcore show. I just think it would be kind of a really kind of a good insight into like, you know, we've got all this kind of modern technology and in a way it'd be kind of really good to disconnect as well for a while. But um, it would be kind of interesting to see like how would I react in those kind of situations and uh, how I would do and, you know, what role I would have in the group and stuff like that. And um yeah, I think it's a really good show. Have you have you ever seen it? No, never now. I won't lie to you. Actually, when you started at first, I was thinking that it was a night out pre-COVID uh, with some of the stuff <laughs> you're saying there because surviving a Saturday night is uh, a night out at times is uh, is definitely a survival. And Well, I'd definitely and- be falling back on those skills of uh, walking home <laughs> drunk uh, to try and survive anyway. And then it come, when you mention scavenging for food as well, I mean, that's like um, a night out in Kilkenny and you're trying to go up to Uncle Sam's when it was open to avoid the queue. Like, um, but uh, I know it is definitely that sounds deadly, Robbie. And it'd be, I, I'd kind of be into that myself now. I won't lie to you. I wouldn't say a desert, a, a kind of an island, you know, where there are snakes or something like that. But because I'm freaked out with them, but I definitely something along that. Uh, did you get a chance to think, Liam? I did, yeah. And I think uh, you know, Robbie kind of came up with said a perfect one there. You know, I think that, that I think um, I think I'd be able to uh, survive in that kind of situation and do well. But um, what I have went with is impractical jokers. So you know, you know me, I love to mess around and have the crack, and I I will do some very uh, questionable shit uh, to unsuspecting people. 
So um, I think I'd fit in well there. Like, you know, um, myself, one of my mates, uh, Kevin, the two of you know him. Um, but like, we've always said, like, you know, if you if you turn a camera on us for a day and roll for 24 <laughs> hours, you'll have, you know, at least a month's worth of telly right there, lads. You know, there's some weird shit and some absolute, you know, gems that happen with the two of us. So, um, yeah, things just go down. I think, uh, you know, if any uh, your producer is listening or anything, you know, get on to myself and Kev and uh, we'll sort you out. You know, we'll uh, we'll have the crack. What would you, you call know? the show? What would you call the show, Liam? I don't know. Um, do you have any recommendations there, lads? You know? Liam and Kev. Uh, the K&L Liam and Kev's show. Kev's Adventures or something. The, what was that? I heard uh, TJ. What did uh, Robbie say there? Uh, Liam and Kev's Adventure. Adventures, yeah. The Adventures of the Idiots, something like that, you know. <laughs> it'd definitely be watchable, you know, like you know, it'd pop up uh, RTE's ratings, you know, a couple of points there. So, uh, yeah, you know, if anyone's listening, get on that. It might be a bit over kind of RTE PG rating. Kind of it might be, you know, you just throw it on after nine o'clock, you'll be grand. <laughs> I'm thinking a Channel 4, I'm thinking a Channel 4 type show, something like that, that... Yeah, Anything ridiculous goes. enough for Channel 4, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, that definitely would be one. Um, yeah, anyone knows Kevin and Liam together, it's you're you do not know any laughs. So um Kevin and Liam go large. Kevin and Liam go large. Well, yeah, because that, that works because the two of us are large. So yeah, I'm actually too extra large, so um <laughs> <laughs> that, that works, yeah, yeah. I'm writing that down, Robbie, you know. Go down. Well, you might have some copyright from Kevin and Perry go large, but you know, nah, nah, <laughs> nah, nah, no one worry about copyright. Um, yeah, my one I was thinking, especially after being locked down for the past year, would be uh, something like Love Island, um, podcast oh, Island or something oh. like that. Oh. So, <laughs> I'm just thinking, sun, drink, and just the crack, like. Um and yeah, that'd be that'd be my thinking. I couldn't do any other kind of reality show because I can't even watch them, lads. I won't lie to you. I if someone is kind of cringe on television, it might as well be a video of me playing in a sense. I actually feel like I'm the one making the shit of myself on the television instead of just watching it kind of way. So that's why I couldn't do any It's kind of the reality, you know, say singing shows or something like that. Anyway, the ripoffs that Ireland do are usually shit anyway. So you'd have to be linking in with an American or te- uh, an English television company or something like that, because any shows that Ireland try and do that are already done, you know, isn't going to last the full season like so. Yeah, I'd be thinking something like Love Island, something like that. Um, have the crack. Just with say the one, uh, one, one good uh, reality TV show that is Irish is uh, Fit as Family, which is I think is a really good kind of concept. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, and it's but, absolute gaheads though. You know, you'll never get any other family on it. Only gaheads. Yeah, I know. Fair play. I I'd agree completely. And that was a genius idea by Davy Fitz. And I can't think of the other man's name. Carrick Shock, actually, my own club. Uh, done a show um, like that, a fundraising in a hotel a couple of years ago, and yeah, it was in HPK. Yeah, 
that's it, yeah. And was the she met Davy Fitz that day? Yeah, no, Davy. Davy's actually a really sound lad now. Um, fair play. It was um, a former Wexford hurler that's involved with the club as well. Was um, a driving force in um, putting that together along with the club in the Martin. And yeah, it was brilliant. And do you know what? It was kind of outside the box as well. So that's why I think Ireland's fittest family is such a good show. Um, and that show, Davy Fitzdon, do you know where I can't think of the name of it? Do you know it's with people that are kind of, um, may have been the the, yeah. um, they were meant to go to base camp in uh Mount Everest, wasn't it? But then obviously, yeah. COVID hit in the good, and that was a good show as well, actually. Yeah, so yeah, I think actually, do you know, in saying that, I think if and if you're setting up a reality show again in Ireland, you have to get Davy Fitz involved because they're two deadly shows that he's after setting up. Um, Can I just ask you one question about Fitz family? Yes. If you were to do Fitz, or like if your family was to do Fitz family, would you be one of the four that does it? If you get me, well, would you I'm going to answer that being... question with say by saying uh, my family would not do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but if you were to put, if so, like basically, you're saying then, if you had a team of O'Neills, uh, that you'd be on the team because the rest of them, you know, I'd, yeah, I'd be on the team by go. default. Yeah, I'd be on the team by default. <laughs> what about you, TJ? If it was my family, lads, it'd be a bit like that song if out back years ago, the one and only, because my parents wouldn't be able to do it straight up. They wouldn't be able to do it, and I'm an only child, so I'd be on my own. So. Um, what about your cousins right? any cousins yeah I do I do but there are some very young um, and then there's some in case any cousins are listening from my father's side some are kind of I'm the youngest out of all of them so I wouldn't say they'd be able to do it either now you I'd have to keep yourself get... fit for these young cousins then in a few years maybe <laughs> you might be able would you believe if you asked me be, a few months ago I'd say I wouldn't dream of it now after bidding, building up fitness. Yeah, I think I think I'd love to do it now. I'm kind of looking for new challenges now. So um, it's yeah, but yeah, I, I think it'd be on my own. I honestly think so. Nice, 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 nice. And it's a very kind of drawling turn to the high ball, hasn't it, lads? <laughs> yeah, yeah, would you believe? And I have to apologize because I'm, I must be, what Liam had earlier must be contagious because I am absolutely wrecked now. So after hitting me again, lads, yeah, my, everything has gone for me, you know, fucking hell. We, Robbie can I just say one thing about Love Island, TJ? Can I just say one thing about Love Island? You said you wanted to go on Love Island. Yeah. Like, as a bald man, just if the producers of if the producers of Love Island are listening, just throw a bald man in there, just yeah. for me, just so just That's so I can go, hey, look at that guy, he's bald, I'm bald. He's if he TV. can do he's it, if he can do it, because huh? <laughs> that show is just so biased. All the guys have hair, and I'm like, like thanks, thanks producers of Love Island, maybe they throw are, a bald guy in there. They are a way you could do it around, Robbie. You could say you're a redhead, no hair, just a redhead. That's true. <laughs> The question is, out of the, the carpet, match the drapes, sir. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> on that bombshell. <laughs> yeah, on that bombshell, I think we leave it for today, lads. That was episode 16. And yeah, I really enjoyed that, lads. Fair play to you. And we 
hopefully be back with you again next week. Um, so I think we'd be more prepared anyway. Uh, I know I'm only joking. Fair play to you, lads. Um, until next week, lads, thanks a million. And be sure, as Liam said, not to email us, but check out our Instagram and Facebook because we will be putting up a poll there for um, the bad jokes of the week. And please vote for me because I need them. Anyway. <laughs> campaign is starting already. Yeah, I know, definitely. It's going to be better than any election. Uh, thanks a million, lads, and talk to you next week. Good luck. 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 Good lu